Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. It's out in the night out. You're tuning in to Wrestle Talk. 657-383-1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lance. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Enjoy the ride. Talk fans and family. It is Wednesday night. It is 8 o'clock. That means one thing and one thing only. If you are listening to the sound of my voice, then ladies and gentlemen, you have decided to to pick a great, great night to watch, to listen to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It is going to be an absolute insane night tonight. We've got the high spot segment, we got the shoot and shout segment, we got the Wrestling Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge, we got the fantasy wrestling segment. This number of truth and our featured guests tonight are Shane Jones and Victor Cortez at eight thirty and then at nine thirty we've got Fred Yeehaw coming on. It's gonna be absolutely amazing and ladies and gentlemen, if that's not enough, tonight is also a monumental night for professional wrestling, because tonight is the debut episode of NXT on the USA Network. So you can do exactly what I'm doing right now, and that is you can turn down your volume on your TV, and you can have NXT playing while you listening to the podcast, because that's the only way to do it, ladies and gentlemen. You didn't think that we were going to just end the podcast because you're going to have NXT and uh AEW on Wednesdays. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not how it's going to roll. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm getting all booked up. I'm getting fired up. Let me go ahead and bring in this man, the myth, the legend, the night owl. Intern Timmy. Loyal members of the WrestleTalk family on a night where your loyalty will most certainly be tested because, yes, we are running directly up against the first night of NXT on USA Network. And you know what? That's not going to discourage us. We're going to keep on trekking. We've been doing this for 264 episodes. And even though it's such an important night in the world of pro wrestling, bro, we are going to be here covering it. From top to bottom, if you guys are watching the show and want to call in with comments, give an update or whatever it may be, you're more than welcome to do that. And the way to do that, Jonesy, is by dialing that number, man. That's 
657-383-1521. Again, that's 657-383-1521. Bro, we do have a lot to cover, man. Those sounded like some tremendous guests that we have coming on the show, Jonesy. And to be yeah. honest with you, bro, I'm ready to roll, bro. I think this episode is going to be fan-freaking-tastic. Oh, it absolutely is. Like every episode of the Rest of Talk podcast, it's going to be absolutely fan-freaking-tastic. You know, we... We 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 got the hot spot segment. We got you know the uh, the the guests coming on, and then we got the FWWC segment. We got some new vampire lady that has just joined the FWWC, and she's already causing uh, all kinds of, of 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 havoc and all kinds of crazy stuff. So yeah, man, yeah. Well, we're absolutely encouraged, and we want to hear from not only the members of the FWWC. But everybody in the Wrestle Talk family, again, guys, if one of you guys that's watching live on YouTube or Facebook could type this out for us, the number is 657-383-1521 to engage. And if you're listening to the replay, we love you nonetheless. Thank you for supporting us. Please share. Please tell a friend. And if you can, leave us a review on Google Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you may be listening. Listen, Josie, I know we got to get in the high spots because we've got a lot of stuff going on. I have it on pretty good authority that we may have a surprise caller during High Spots, which I'm really excited about. But before what? we get there, man, allow me to show respect and give props to some of our very loyal and hardworking sponsors, starting with KCK Dental Professionals, downtown KCK. Make sure you tell those folks that the Wrestle Talk podcast sent you. Obviously, Jay Hollywood, Pat Milicic, The Conspiracy Farm, Everything Combat, those guys are our brothers from another mother, and we love them, man. If you love pro wrestling, but you want to hear something a little bit different about, you know, maybe some MMA or, or maybe some conspiracy stuff, make sure you look up our boy Jay Hollywood, Jeffrey Wilson, and Pat Milicic, man, for more information on everything combat and also the conspiracy farm. Obviously, you know, these beautiful Wrestle Talk podcast mugs would not be possible unless it was our friends, uh, unless, unless it was for our friends over at Wrath Bums Engraving, man, representing the great state of Kansas over in Osawatomie. Scott and his wonderful wife do such a great job. They take their time and customize these mugs with your name on it for $20 plus shipping. And then, of course, we have MEW. They've got a huge show coming up, man, right around the corner. It's actually the weekend after this one, and I cannot wait because from what I understand, Kit Reaver, Kyle King, Bones, Matt Stockdale, and the list goes on and on of who's going to be at that show, man. Uh, um, I've always had fun there. Uh, they, they're a young up-and-coming promotion that's starting to make some strides, and I cannot wait to see what they do at MEW Warzone. And then the very last shout-out, brother, is, of course, eSports Bar KC. We do all of our watch parties, all our events at this venue. And let me tell you something, man. People have literally traveled across the country, driven hours and hours and hours just to be at one of our events, and let me tell you something, they have never left disappointed. Jonesy, you're one of those people that's made the trip, bro. you got to tell the people, how wonderful are our friends over there at Esports Bar KC? Oh, man, it's, it's freaking awesome. It's it's so, so, it, it, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, you you get to meet a lot of uh, wrestling fans. Everybody gets, gets into it. You know, I, I remember one year... Uh, I think that that the uh, uh, Brock Lesnar ended up losing, and Saint ended up running around the entire building, and it was just, it was was. Uh, <laughs> it's always 
always a lot of fun there. Always a lot of fun. Well, here's the reason that I really get excited for the events, bro, because the owner himself is a wrestling fan. He loves it just as much as we do. So he opens up his door to us, and it's like family, dude. And not only is uh-huh. it family, dude, it's people that have that equal passion. I mean, you got one of the – I think that's when Roman Reigns finally beat Brock Lesnar is when uh, Caleb started running around the parking lot losing his mind. It was great, man. Yeah. It was a memorable moment. And I'm sure as long as we keep doing events there, we're going to keep making memories, dude. I uh-huh. love, absolutely love esports dude that is a great place uh, um Renee, we don't mention brock lesnar's name on the best talk podcast anymore well i didn't get that memo what are you talking about when did that happen yeah we we, we don't mention brock lesnar's name on the the best talk podcast anymore after he showed up last night but we're gonna get into that on on high spot so don't worry about that let's go ahead and get in and to call lewis again so we can get this show on the road, sir. That's right. We're going to do what we always do about this time, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to ask you to respectfully remove your cap, place your hands over your heart as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth. That's America, damn it. Oh, 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 oh say. For the land of the free. (laughs) Man, it feels good to hear Carl Lewis again. You know, last week's uh, rendition was a very, very nice rendition, but I definitely am glad to have Carl Lewis back. Let me tell you. Well, me too, Jonesy. Me too, man. I'll tell you. And guess what, man? Nothing's changed, dude, because the show's going to keep trekking along again. We've got Shane Jones from uh, from PWP. we got Victor Cortez from uh, uh, WPW, I'm sorry, uh, World Powerhouse Wrestling. It's right behind me. Sorry, gang. Uh, so they'll be here in a matter of uh, about 20 to 25 minutes. But for now, we're going to go ahead and get into tonight's edition of the High Spot segment, which, of course – we want you guys to get involved in because we can talk about the PWI 500. We can talk about Clash. We can talk about NXT debuting. We can talk about whatever you guys want. Again, all you got to do is dial that number, 657-383-1521, as we kick off tonight's edition of the High Spot segment. Taking over your radio. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is now time for the high spots. This is your opportunity. To let us know what you want to talk about. Number to call in is 657-383-1521. And I guess we're going to go ahead and uh, I started off with, uh, you know, the SmackDown is making its move to Fox. And they're, they're slowly putting in 
the uh, pieces. I mean, it, it's 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 going to be awesome to to see Fox uh, to see SmackDown on Fox. It's going to be on uh, Friday nights, and because it's going to Fox, it is going to be brand exclusive. That means that you won't see any wrestlers from SmackDown on Monday Night Raw anymore. That's why they they're doing a draft again. And so I'm interested to, to see what uh, what wrestlers they're going to send to SmackDown or what wrestlers that they're going to send to uh, Monday Night Night of All. Uh, obviously, there's going to be one gentleman on SmackDown that, that we don't name on the Rest of Talk podcast anymore. But, uh, but yeah, so what are your thoughts, Renee? <laughs> Well, here's the thing, man. I am excited uh, that we're going to have more wrestling. That, that's always a good thing. You guys know whether we're talking about the independents or we're talking about any of the major promotions, more is better. The challenge that this is going to present to fans is finding the time to stay caught up. I think we're going to have more fans that are looking at Internet recaps and YouTube videos that are actually going to be watching the shows themselves. I mean, just think about the names that we know, right? We know Impact. Uh, we know Evolve. We know AEW, we know WWE and all their programming, and then you have MLW, you have WOW, that's Women of Wrestling out in California, which we're having two guests from Women of Wrestling. Yes, that's the wrestling promotion owned by the Lakers owner, Jeannie Buss, that are going to be joining us on the show next week. But what I'm saying is, it's great to have variety, but the question is, how do you choose? I mean, I don't even think I said impact. And they're even starting to pick up some steam and get better. And then you know what I heard, Jonesy, and I don't know if this is a rumor, but the NWA is actually going to be on Access TV sometime before the end of the year. So there is so much wrestling. That doesn't even include any of the, the top flight indies like FIP, AW, uh, um, AAW, uh, Glory, some of the stuff that's kind of a little bit bigger, you know, that's still considered to be on the independent level. I mean, how do you choose what you want to watch? It, it's insane. You know what I mean? There's so many different options. How can we forget about Ring of Honor? How can we forget about New Japan? I mean, dude, just off the top of my head, I think I just named 10. It's enough to drive a wrestling fan crazy, Joe. Oh, absolutely. There, there was so much uh, wrestling going, going on now now uh, uh, days. You know, you're, you're going to have Monday Night Raw on Mondays. You're going to have uh, AEW and NXT on Wednesdays. Uh, Thursdays, I'm not sure what, what, what's going on Thursdays. Fridays, you're, you're going to have, uh, uh, SmackDown and, uh, Impact Wrestling. And, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Fridays is also, uh, Women of, of Wrestling. So there's so much wrestling going on. And, you know, here's what kind of irked me a little bit. Recently, I was uh, was on YouTube looking up unboxings because I like watching unboxing videos of loot crates. And there okay. was a guy that was got got the loot crate, and he 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 meant to cancel it for some reason, and and he forgot to cancel it. So it was the the loot crate was all about independent wrestling, and he's going on and on and on about how he doesn't like independent wrestling. And you know, there there was a independent wrestler. Uh, Oh crap! I can't remember the guy's name, but you know he's like he's like oh, I don't watch independent wrestling, so he threw it in the freaking trash, and it's like really, <laughs> really. Uh, all I can say is this, Jonesy. Anything for clicks, I think that's pretty damn embarrassing, 
And quite frankly, Joe, I mean, if you love wrestling, then love wrestling. You don't have to crap on one version of it to try and justify how much better the other version is. This is the same conversation we had a couple of weeks ago about my perception on AEW continually taking shots at WWE. It's not necessary. Just show us how good you are by what you put on every single time you put on a show. We don't need you to tell us what's wrong with the other product. We already know that. Give your fans a little bit more credit. I think it's a little embarrassing, but I think also a lot of times, Joe, you got to keep in mind, this is entertainment. This is YouTube. People are doing it for clicks. They want you to talk about it. But quite frankly, it's a little disrespectful because I know that the guys at the level that some of the independent guys that we have on the show, okay, they work mm-hmm. just as hard or harder as the guys and girls that are on the bigger shows, okay? Not only do yeah. they do that, they also sustain probably in many cases a regular job. They don't get to focus on working out all day and training all day. They have to have a regular job. They got to take care of their families. They got to stay in shape. They got to eat right. They got to work out. They got to make availability on weekends to be able to be at shows. That's a very difficult thing to do. So if you're not a fan of independent wrestling, no shade. That's all you, no problem. But don't be disrespectful, man. Come on. And you know what, Joe? I can almost bet you you that this idiot has never even bothered to go to a show to really see if he can gain an appreciation for the sport in its purest form. And that's independent now, wrestling. Now, I, 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 I remember now who, who, who the wrestler was. Uh, it, it was a Jeff Cobb uh, figure, and he threw it in the uh, trash because he didn't know who Cobb? Jeff was. Yeah. Bro, Jeff Cobb <laughs> is the man. Je- well, yeah. Jonesy, here's the other thing that I, that I wanted to touch on real quick, and uh, I'm kind of flying blind here, so I don't know who's on hold, who's not. You're going to have to cue me up, bro, because I, I don't have another device right now. I'm locked out of my tablet. So, anyway... The PWI 500 came out a couple of weeks ago. We didn't get a chance to talk about it. We're going to run through maybe the first six or ten of them. Joe, I want you to pull that list up and name the top ten. And I want you or anybody that's on hold that wants to join us, I want you to tell me who does not belong in that top ten and who you would replace them with. So Jonesy's going to read off the top ten. It should be in our messenger chat, Jonesy. Okay? He's going to read them off, and I want you guys to tell us, who should not be on that top ten list, and who should be inside that top ten list? Jonesy, do you have that pulled up, and can you read it for us, please? And Tim Timmy is is working on that. Uh, the the top ten, as, as I've just given it, as I was just was given by Intern Timmy is Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, no, no, wait, wait, Kofi. Start from and, number ten. Wait, wait. Start from ten. Number ten is Bill Ospreay. Number nine Osprey, is okay. Hiroshi Tanahashi. Number eight is Tanahashi, Kenny Omega. Okay. Number seven is Roman Reigns. Number six is Johnny Gorgano. Number seven is, oh no, number five, I mean, is Okada. Four is Kingston. Three is Styles. Two is Daniel Bryan. And number one is Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. All right, so Wrestle Talk family, there you have it. We've had an opportunity already to bring up NXT debuting tonight. We've talked about uh, now the PWI uh, 500 and who you think should be in that top ten list that isn't. And really anything else you guys want to talk about, that's what we do here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Jonesy, I'll go ahead and let you go first, man. Do you think anybody got snubbed off that list? 
Um, do I think anybody got snubbed off the PWI 500? Um, you know, I'm 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 actually pretty happy with that. Uh, myself, I would have uh, had Kofi Kingston a little bit higher than number four, but you know, okay. I, I it, that that that's just my. Uh, opinion, uh, but Seth Rollins had a great year. Kobe Kingston's Kingston's had a great year. Uh, you know, I, you know, I, I would have to say somebody that got left off of the top ten was Adam Cole. I think Adam wow, Cole should have been Jonesy. in the top ten. I like that, man. So, who would you remove out of that list to make room for Adam Cole? Um. I would probably remove. Uh, that is is definitely 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 a tough one. Um, I would have to maybe remove uh, real uh, uh, real o- 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 spray. That's just who I would just. I don't know. It's it's, uh, it's a tough one. Well, Jonesy, you know what, man. I think I respect your opinion, and, uh, and and I think it's hard to argue against that because Adam Cole has absolutely been on fire, baby. <laughs> you see what I did there? Listen, I don't know if we have any callers. I'm going to give you a second, Jonesy, to help me figure that out because let okay. me tell you something. The hottest wrestler on the planet in the last 12 months is not on the list. And I, quite frankly, am embarrassed. I am embarrassed that this wrestler is not on the list. And this wrestler should be on the list. And I want to give our callers an opportunity to see if they can figure it out. Who does the Night Owl think belongs on the list that isn't? If you do, you're going to win a prize here tonight. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're giving away a prize. I got uh, action figures. I got T-shirts. I got uh, WWE merchandise. I got all kinds of stuff. I'll let you pick. But if somebody can call in and tell me who should be on this list that isn't, the, one of the top wrestlers, if not the top wrestler over the last 12 months in the world of professional wrestling, should be on this list and isn't. And if you're one of those people that doesn't give a damn about the PWI, you think it's, it's all bull crap, then we want to hear about that too. We want to hear about it. I want to hear your guys' opinion on it. But if you can guess, who I'm talking about, that you're going to win a prize here on tonight's show. Joe, does that sound fair to you? By the way, I'm going to write it down right now so you guys don't think I'm going to change it, okay? I'm writing it down. And it's that pen, so I can't erase. Do we I have a caller who wants to take it. a crack at it, bro? Who do we got? Who do we got? Well, uh, let's go and bring in the bishop. What's going on, bishop? How you doing, sir? Hey, what's going on, guys? How y'all doing this evening? So, What's up, brother? Uh, so, Kipasa, man. Kipasa. So, Rich Basilu, do you think has had a great year in 2000 and in, 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 in the past 12 months and was not on the PWI 500? That's a tough one. Um, if I were to pick, I would probably say um, Drew McIntyre. He's had a pretty good year. Very, very good guess, Bishop, but unfortunately that is not 
the wrestler that I am thinking of, man. Thank you for trying. But anyway, brother, we got a lot of other things on the table, man. Who do you think should be on this list that isn't? What did you think about Clash? What do you think about NXT? Are you excited about the move? Come on, man. There's a lot going on in the pro wrestling world, man. We've got to know what you feel about it. Uh, Bishop, what's on your mind? Oh, man, I'm I'm excited about it because, you know, it takes me back to back when we had, you know, ECW, WCW, and WWE. You have a wide variety. And uh, Clash of Champions, I I enjoyed it, you know, and uh, I was I really enjoyed the Seth Rollins Braun Strowman match, and I'm looking forward to the Fiend and Seth Rollins. That match is going to be fine. Oh, dude, I could not agree anymore. I think that uh, the timing of it is fantastic. Though I did hear the argument, Bishop. Somebody was saying that they thought it was happening a bit too early. Do you think that they're letting the fiend out of the bag a bit too early, or do you think the timing is uh, just as it should be? Well, I think that, you know, within the you have to build up a story to it. So, in a way, I do kind of feel like they're pushing them too fast, but, you know, I'd like to see it continue uh, further, you know, maybe to the next pay-per-view, like after Hell of a Cell, maybe to, to Survivor Series. Right, hey, right, and the way I'm feeling it, the, the way I'm feeling, Josie, is, uh-oh, breaking news. Ladies and gentlemen, you do have some breaking news. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I've just been handed a piece of paper by, from intern Timmy, and the reports are in that there is a rumor that The Fiend and Bray Wyatt are the same person. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Joe, come on, man. You can't be serious right now, bro. You interrupted that for this. You can't be serious right now. <laughs> what is that? Come on, man. <laughs> oh, that the Fiend and Bray Wyatt are the same person. The same person. Oh, Brought to you by K-Fade News. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. I, I like that. I like that, dude. That's pretty dope. Uh, but anyway, Bishop, well, listen, man, we're grateful for you calling in. Obviously, you know, we're super excited about everything that's going on in the pro wrestling world, man. And hopefully you're just as excited as we are, bro, because we have some awesome interviews coming up tonight, and hopefully you'll be with us for the uh, duration of the show. Oh, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> Take it easy, brother. Adios. All right. Take it easy. Jonesy, what do you think, man? Oh, man. Lots, it's, lots going on tonight. Sounds like the callers are on fire, too, dude. Oh, they they, they are. All right, let's go ahead and get on our next call and see if, if, if they can figure it out. All right, Larry, you're going to be live. You're live on the Wrestle Talk podcast. What wrestler do you think has had a great year this year and was left off of the PWI 500? Huh? Right? You looking thin? You hungry? I need Christopher Irvine on that top ten. Christopher Irvine on the top ten list. How about, hell no, you're wrong. You sound like an idiot. No way, no how. Well, I mean, I can appreciate that, absolutely. But you got to take a look at this matches. You said the past. 12-month actor. There's a lot of wrestlers better than Chris Jericho, absolutely. 
But you take a look at the fact the kid put over lots of talent, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. AEW first champion. Mm-hmm. Not in the top ten. Rankings matter. Win losses matter. Caller, 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 caller. Larry, Listen, we all Larry. know the credentials. Caller, we all know the credentials. But when you're only Larry. wrestling once every six to eight weeks, I can't put you on this list. We can't. You, yes, Jericho's a legend. Jericho would probably be on the top ten list of one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. But when you're only wrestling every six weeks, I'm not. I'm just not buying it. And how is Cody Rhodes not on this list? Is this a damn joke? I mean, come on. Unfortunately, that is not the wrestler's name that I wrote down. So you do not have it correct, but we are covering a lot of other topics. What else do you have in mind, sir? Uh, in case you haven't missed it, during NXT there was an AEW commercial. That was a knee slapper. That was a knee slapper, AEW commercial. Really? Yeah, knee slapper <laughs> alert. But other than that. that, other than that, I gotta agree with you. You know, I gotta agree with you. Okay, wrestling is wrestling. Okay, it's not politics. Okay, now it's politics on the inside with the boys, the shakes, but Larry Pappas, no. Okay, if you're a fan, okay, and if you're gonna get here, okay, you gotta support the system. Okay, you gotta support. The boys and the girls, okay? So you got to get the ticket, and if you like the AEW, you'll go support the AEW. Not because you like hey, the man, AEW, but because you like the wrestling. If you like the product and you like the boys, you support it when WWE comes locally. Because when Jim and Joe face each other at the VFW right down your street, you still got to go support it. To support the Damn boys right. to get Jim and Joe either on the AEW or the WWE. Larry Pappas, no. What it oh, hey, Larry. I love this freaking <laughs> caller. Who is this dude? Oh, my gosh. This is I don't know. All right, let's go ahead and get this call in. Let's go ahead and get this next caller in to see if they can fig- figure it out. I'm being told that this is a guy by the name of Benjamin Trust. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, allow me to do a proper introduction. Now, this young man uh, is somebody that we um, have had the opportunity to see in the action in action before. As you guys know, the Wrestle Talk podcast made made the trip over to St. Louis last year, right on the river, man. And, and this young man uh, was already a year ago impressing the Dynamo Pro faithful. And then this past weekend, he got real busy, baby. He was facing some of the very best, climbed to near the top of the mountain, only to face off against one of our favorite guests, Mike Outlaw. And to put a cherry on top of that, Jonesy, this man recently became a father. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in the one, the only, Dynamo Pro Wrestling's Benjamin Trust. Hello, well, how's up? everyone going? What's going hey, on? Hey, what's up, brother? Well, today it's, uh, it's been an exhausting and an exciting weekend. Uh, right on the river tournament uh, Friday night, and then having a Mr. Extraordinary Junior Sunday night. So, hey, you know, just killing it out here. <laughs> Mr. Extraordinary Junior, dude, I absolutely love that. Let, let's get a little personal here, man. So. Mr. Extraordinary is obviously 
a moniker that you've earned. So the question is, were you there during the live birth, and how many puke bags did you go through? Because, listen, you've got to be extraordinary. <laughs> you've got to be extraordinary to be able to stomach something like that. Okay? Yeah. Because I've been yeah, I have rough. three kids myself. Dude, how tough was it for you to be there in that moment, man? It, it was rough. He's a he's a big baby. He's got real big hands and feet. And he's about nine pounds, and it's 20-something inches long. So he's a big baby. My wife, Mrs. Extraordinary, she's, a, she's about 5'1". And a hundred nothing pounds, so she was more a baby than she was person at this point, you know. <laughs> oh, dude, that that's so cool, man. Um, out of curiosity, what did you decide to name your baby? Uh, he is uh, Finley Joseph Trust, FJT. So is that a, is that an homage to your uh, Irish heritage? Something like that. Something like that. Very he's, uh, cool, he's a man. golden-haired warrior, so he's got golden hair. So, Finley it is. That's a, it's amazing, dude. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, man, you want to talk about the man. ride on the river tournament? Or, you know, well, like ab- defeated Mike man. Let, Yeah, dude, let, let's go ahead and get right into it. And, but before we do, I want to say that um, last year we had an opportunity to make the trip out there, and it was a crazy weekend, uh, uh, Mr. Extraordinary, because – um, we went first to Anarchy, then to Dynamo, then back to Anarchy, and then the following day we were at Proving Ground Pro. And, and I can tell you, man, uh, all three promotions are extraordinary. There's no question about it. But there is always a talent or two that sticks out to me every show that I go to, particularly the younger guys that I've not seen in action before. And that was my first opportunity uh, to see you in action. And I think it was, like, revolving around – like the D1, there was some sort of tournament going on, and you were on the same card with Mike Outlaw. A year later, now you get an opportunity to kind of climb up the ladder and face a guy that's made a lot of history. I believe he's the, the youngest ever Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Champion, and you, sir, had an opportunity to face off. So let's talk about the tournament all together, what you think about the venue, and then, of course, how it was to face off against one of our favorite guys in the whole world, uh, Mike Outlaw. Yeah, so the tournament was uh, extraordinary for words, for lack of better terms. Uh, you know, I had to wrestle three top wrestlers, uh, guys that wrestle for all of those promotions that you just mentioned. All in the same night, I had to wrestle Outcast, who's a Dynamo Pro original, multiple-time champ. Legend, former tag champ. Yeah, exactly. Had to wrestle CJ Shine, who's the Harley Davidson champ. Uh, and, you know, he put he put some hurting on me, but I managed to eke out that win. And then I had to wrestle the one and only Mike Outlaw, you know, the general, the bandana brigade, and uh, he beat me last year. We had a pretty similar match, uh, but I, I managed to fix some of the mistakes I had that I made last year, and uh, I walked away with the W. Good. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, and I tried to – make it as suspenseful as, as suspenseful as I could uh, because you know what, dude? I know that uh, you've consistently ascended uh, in your time in the pro wrestling world, and I know you haven't been doing it for a super long time. Talk to us a little bit about your training. Where are you training and who are you learning from? Uh, so it's funny. One of my first coaches was uh, Mike Outlaw himself. Uh, I was a D1 college wrestler. 
uh, that made the transition over. And then I uh, traveled around the state, and I just tried to that's, – that's what has developed the extraordinary offense, uh, the United States' slam. I, I traveled the state and tried to pick up the country and tried to pick up a little bit from each state, you know, to see how – there's different styles of wrestling in every region. I think it even breaks down further, and each state has a, uh, a different kind of skill set. So I tried to learn things. Like when I was in Florida, I learned how to do a, a perfect flapjack, and now I hit them with the Florida Flapjack or the South Carolina Stunner, the Missouri Karana, you know, the Alaskan Ankle Lock, the Nebraska Neckbreaker. And that's, that's kind of how I developed the extraordinary offense. Well, you know what? It's, it's so crazy because I remember when we interviewed you, uh, actually about eight months ago, Ben, you were saying that to us. You were like, look, there is always something to learn. And then you started to explain to us that not only are there different wrestling styles, Within each state, there's a different style. And that's something that my eyes and my ears had not been exposed to before. And now as we've had the opportunity to talk to guys like Tom Pritchard and, and, and you know, way back in the day, Million Dollar Man T.D. Biasi and Shane Strick from, from ROH, like everybody's got uh, bits and pieces from every other guy that they've ever seen. But what they do is they find a way to converge it and make it their own style. And I think with you getting the opportunity to travel, you're doing the exact same thing. And that's why, at the, even though you're relatively young, you're still able to, to face off against guys like Outkast, CJ Shine, and Mike Outlaw. And as far as I'm concerned, Jonesy, I think this is only the, 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 the peak of the iceberg of what we're seeing from Mr. Extraordinary. What do you, what do you think about it, Jonesy? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, con- congratulations to uh, – my my question is 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 what do you think that that the snitch is gonna have to to say about you winning the oh, uh, riot? Oh dear goodness, really? Oh god! Seriously, I hate you that guy. Number one fan, you know I'm gonna bring him up in there. I know you are. <laughs> my goodness, man! All right, so you answer know, the question, Ben. What what do you think? You know, there's a couple guys that should have been in the tournament: uh, snitch and then uh, double R. Ricky Rodriguez, both of them should have been in that tournament, you know, and there could only be eight, and, you know, I would have I would have loved to beat up Snitch, and I would have loved to compete against Ricky Rodriguez, so, you know, I got I got that right on the river title, and Snitch knows where he can find me. Wow. V- very nice. Joe, I'm going to jump in here real quick, uh, because we are running a little short on time. Ben, if I say to you that if your trajectory continues upward, you may end up in a match with the likes of a another uh, Dynamo Pro legend, Ricky Cruz. What would you say to an opportunity to face off against a guy who is well-traveled throughout uh, the world, really? He's been everywhere, and he still makes an occasional appearance over at Dynamo Pro. If you got an opportunity to fight a guy like that, would you be open to it? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think Ricky Cruz is one of those guys that, that stays strong because he, he likes to take on young, hungry, talented competitors like myself. And uh, he he poses some questions I'd like to see if I find uh, I have answers for, you know. So I think stylistically it's a bad matchup for him. I'm young and durable and can take him into deep waters and drown him. But, you know, he's he's powerful and can come out of nowhere and very, very, very technical. So win, lose, or draw, I would definitely come away come away from that match a better wrestler. 
And you know what? That's something that I know the fans in the Midwest can definitely look forward to. Well, Ben, listen, we want to give you the opportunity to make sure people know where they can find you on social media. And if you have any other information pertaining to Dynamo Pro Wrestling, the show that just happened, the show coming up, man, please go ahead and drop it right now, brother. Hey, listen, you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Extraordinary. I'm on Twitter at Slam United. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. I got an athlete's page, Benjamin Trust. Uh, look forward to seeing you guys at all my show, and I'll be in the state slamming people near you. You got it, brother. Well, thank you so very much for joining us, man. We'll catch you down the road, and congratulations on a huge win over at Dynamo Pro and at uh, right at the river, man. You have a great night. All right. Thank you, bud. Take care. Take it easy, brother. Adios. Thanks. Love it, love it, love it. Another great surprise call in here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Benjamin Trust, Dynamo Pro Wrestling, we absolutely love you guys for always making your presence felt here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And I want to remind everybody, listen, if you're not a scheduled guest, that doesn't mean you can't be part of the show. Just call in. We'll we'll make some time for you, and we'll make sure you get your shine. All you got to do is dial that number, baby. And if you're listening to the replay, you know what to do. You know what to do. Leave us a review. Share the, pro, uh, the, the, the show. And uh, if you're watching live, hit the hearts, you know, get the thumbs up going, whether you're on YouTube or Facebook, man, it really encourages us as we do this fairly lengthy podcast every Wednesday. Sometimes it goes into about two and a half hours. So it definitely keeps us going. Well, with all that said, guys, we haven't even got to our featured interviews of the evening yet, and we're about to do that right now. So intern Timmy, I want you to go ahead and cue up some music, baby, because we are not welcoming one guest. We're actually going to welcome in two guests. We're going to start with Shane, get a little bit of background, and then we'll bring in Victor because you know what, dude? WPW is making waves in an already highly condensed, highly prominent professional wrestling city of St. Louis. Now, whether you're in southern Illinois, you're actually in Missouri, it doesn't really matter. The environment and the community is there. A lot of these talent know each other. A lot of the fans know each other, and that's the reason why we make a couple of trips a year out to that area from Kansas City, from West Virginia, because it is on and popping. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in for the very first time, not one, but two representatives from World Powerhouse Wrestling, Shane Jones and Victor Cortez. Hey, how's Welcome it going? What he said. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> What's up, Shane? What's going on? Oh, We're man. Glad to have you, brother. We're happy to have you. Josie, say hello. What is going on, Yo. Shane? Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to come on to the show tonight. Oh, not a problem, not a problem. It is an honor to be on here. Uh, we've been looking forward to it, and we're just ready to get things going. Absolutely. That's, that's now, great to- Great to hear. Jonesy, take it away, brother. What questions uh, do you have for Absolutely. So Shane? you are the, the co-owner and the promoter of uh, World Powerhouse uh, Wrestling. How did you become the co-owner and the promoter of World Powerhouse Wrestling? 
Okay, so WPW, uh, we're going into our uh, fifth year strong, or actually past our fifth year, going into our sixth year. And uh, I've only been the owner promoter for about a year now. It was started by a good friend of mine, and as time went on, I, I had worked in the, the business before and doing some promotion, and I started helping him uh, get venues and do some of the promotional work. And uh, about a year ago, he just had some personal things going on that he couldn't take the reins anymore, so we went ahead and made the transition to me taking over. Wow. And 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 how have things been going since you took over? Oh, I think I think things have been going great. We've been really looking at uh, revitalizing our talent pool, reaching out to some old friends, uh, do going a little different direction in our show production. We've revamped our entire entrance way. We now have uh, entrance video with, with with our entrances. We've put some money into the ring to make it safer and and make the show all around better. So uh, I think things have gone really well. We've had some really good featured shows. Uh, we have had some, uh, some some matches that have never happened before. Uh, la- uh, last year, last October, we had uh, WWE legend Cowboy Bob Orton taking on UFC legend Dan the Beast Severn in a show in Jerseyville, Illinois. That was fantastic. And uh, we've got some other great opportunities coming up as we go. Wow. That is awesome. Now, you, being a a uh, a former wrestler yourself, you've actually competed against uh, the Cowboy Bob Orton and uh, uh, Dan the uh, B Seven. So, what was it like to uh, to to wrestle with those those gentlemen? Uh, those two gentlemen are some of the the best people to be in the ring with. Uh, you are never going to find a better wealth of knowledge than either one of those men. And uh, it's been a long time since I've been able to to personally wrestle either one, but I've had the, the privilege of wrestling uh, Cowboy Bob, oh, probably four or five times in my career. Um, and every, every time has just been a great learning experience. And, and the same with Dan Severn. Uh just absolutely wealth of knowledge there. Uh, if anybody ever has a chance to train with either of those men, I highly recommend it. Absolutely. Uh, Renee, why don't you go ahead and jump on in here with whatever questions that you have? Because I know you have a bunch of questions. Oh, dude, dude, I am chomping at the bit. I have tons of questions. A huge shout-out to everybody who's tuning in tonight, man. We've got a lot of people that have checked us out already on Facebook and YouTube. Thank you for being here, man. It's greatly appreciated. I want to kind of just piggyback off of what Joe asked you, Shane, in that Bob Orton not only has competed uh, for WPW, but he's also recently started his own academy. Um, How involved are you guys with the academy? Are you guys looking at the talent that's being produced out of the academy and potentially thinking and considering putting them on some of your shows? Because, you know, anybody that's coming out of there is going to be highly trained and well-prepared to compete. Absolutely. Uh, nothing but respect for Bob Orton and the Academy. He's opened up uh, in East Carondelet, and uh, he's got some of the best trainers in the world working with him there. And we are absolutely taking a look at anybody coming out of that Academy. Dude, and I absolutely do not blame you because they've got some great things going on. And you said East Carondelet, and when people hear East Carondelet, Automatically, four letters come to mind, Shane, and you probably already know that. Absolutely, absolutely. Th- those four letters are S I C W. So, 
using that as a jumping off point, when you look at WPW and the rich present presence that pro wrestling has in the St. Louis area, where would you say WPW ranks on the scale of the promotions in St. Louis? Because there are some very prominent ones. SICW, you heard us, we were talking to some Dynamo Pro people. Glory Pro Absolutely. has started to really make some waves. We've got WOE. So when you look at, not necessarily your competition, but maybe uh, your, your, um, your co-conspirators in the area who have the same love and passion for the sport that you do, how, how do you gauge yourself against uh, some of the other guys out there? Well, first and foremost, uh, big props to absolutely anybody that's, that is in this business, that loves this business, and bringing it to the fans. And there are so many great, there are so many great companies out there. I would say I would rank us somewhere in the middle, aspiring to get better. And and I don't think I'm ever going to be happy until I don't think there's a point where I'll ever be happy and not want to get better. I'll always have goals to try to get to with our company. Um, One of the most influential people for me is a very big online presence in the wrestling scene. His name is Brutal Bob Evans. And I've never thought of it like this before till he said it, but if you ever look around, usually Walgreens and CVS are open right across the street from each other, and they're doing just fine. There's enough fans out there for everybody. Every company's got its own unique thing that it brings to the independent wrestling, and we're all going out there doing our thing. In fact, uh, when you talk about S- uh, SICW, I've been in touch with Herb uh, Simmons, their promoter, and you never know. There might be some things going on together at some point in the future. You just never know how that's going to work out. Oh, dude, that's so awesome, and nothing would make me happier than seeing a little bit of cross-contamination between some of the promotions in that area. And, and when I think of some of the talent uh, that could potentially do some of that, one guy comes to mind immediately, and that is the WPW champion, and that is one, the Latin assassin, Victor Cortez, who is waiting very, very patiently on hold right now. This is not a guy that I want to try to piss off too much. So before we throw <laughs> to him, Shane, I had one last question. What do you guys have coming up in the next couple of weeks or months that the fans could look forward to? We've got three great events coming up that fans really need to come check out. October 19th, we're in Highland, Illinois at the Madison County Fairgrounds. Uh, we're at the Expo Hall at the Madison County Fairgrounds. We have a big show coming up. It's a fundraiser for the local youth football team. We're featuring uh, women's matches. We have uh, midgets coming in for a match. Uh, little Cato, who yeah. is traveled the world, and uh, a, a man by the name of Hank Dalton. Fans got to come out and check that out. Then November 16th, we're in Jerseyville, Illinois. Uh, it is our combat games. Combat Games is based off of the old WCW match war games where you have two teams of eight and they start off with two people and every minute or so another uh, competitor from each team comes in. Only this time the match is going to be held in the Skull Canyon cage. This is a the most brutal cage you may have ever seen. It is not chain link fence. It is made of barbed wire. The entire cage is wrapped in barbed wire and this Combat Games is going to take place in that barbed wire cage. Then, it, December 14th, in Collinsville, Illinois, we have Christmas Chaos with special guest Brutal Bob Evans, who's been on Ring of Honor. He's been uh, in WWE before. He is uh, soon to be featured in Tag League. Well, there's no doubt about it, Shane. Uncle Bob is well-respected around these here parts. 
Jonesy, I know you're a big fan of Brutal Bob Evans and Timmy yourself. Don't you have a, a Brutal Bob and Tim story you could share with Shane here before we throw over to the Latin Assassin? I do. So uh, I got to uh, referee a Brutal Bob Evans match, and uh, so it was a tag team match, and it was actually it was a six man. So all three guys came running in the ring. And he body slammed all three guys, and then he turns to me and he grabs me and picks me up like he's gonna body slam me. And his partner uh, Tim had to to uh, stop him and 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 make him realize <laughs> that he was about to body slam. The referee. Everybody <laughs> took pictures of it. It was definitely a uh, uh, a, uh, a a a event. Let me tell you. <laughs> awesome. That is fantastic. Kind of hey, can I can I say one thing real quickly about the uh, talent course, in Kansas yeah, City area? We yeah, have a great presence from Kansas City on our roster. We have people like Johnny Rocco and the Silver Mountain Mafia. Our United States champion is T.H.E. Cody Wilson. We have people like Deke Hansen, Ashley Scott, Kit Reaver. We even have some people who used to be with us from Kansas City are coming back, names like Hollis Giroux and A. Clay. Uh, so we have deep respect for the talent coming out of the Kansas City area, and they are very prominently featured on our show. Well, let me ask you about one guy, and then we'll jump over to Victor. Um, High-flying kid, very unassuming, looks like a million bucks. His name is the aerial assassin, James Moore. Shane, from, 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 from fan to fan, promoter to promoter, just, just somebody who loves professional wrestling the way that you do, the way that Joe does, the way that I do, when you see a guy like this with that much potential, how excited does it get, get you to put him on your show? It is extremely exciting. I'm glad you mentioned James Moore because it, October 19th, Cody Wilson will be defending his U.S. title against James Moore. Wow. Well, it sounds like we're getting a little breaking news here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, courtesy of our friends over at World Powerhouse Wrestling. Well, Shane, I'm going to go ahead and put you on hold for a little bit, man, because we got to get the Latin Assassin on for a couple of minutes. Sure thing. He's definitely got a lot on his mind, man. So hang tight. We'll bring you back to close out the segment, man. Thank you very much. All right. Sounds great. Thank you guys very much. All righty. Well, Jonesy, and it's not often that I get an opportunity to do two huge introductions in the first hour. Obviously, we just talked to Shane, who's a, a guy who – Loves pro wrestling, promoter, worker, all of the above. But now we get an opportunity to talk to a guy who's a veteran of the game, a man who's captured tag titles, heavyweight championship titles, and he happens to be the current WPW champion. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the show for the very first time, the Latin assassin, Victor Cortez. Yo, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for what joining us, man. How are you doing tonight? Uh, doing well, doing well. You know, every time I hear that song, it doesn't matter uh, what's going on. Every time I hear that song, man, it just it pumps me up. I'm ready to go. <laughs> huh, that That's awesome, man. I feel the exact same way. Joe, why don't you lead us off, man? 
Absolutely. I, I have no problem doing that. So so you are you've been in the investing business for fourteen years. How does it feel to be in the wrestling business for 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 that long and how do you think wrestling has changed in fourteen years? <laughs> uh let's see, how it makes me feel. Uh sore. It makes me feel sore. Um <laughs> Uh, you know, the wrestling business has uh, is definitely changed over the years. Um, some for better, some for worse. Uh, you know, I just I, I, the thing that sticks in my head more than anything was when I first came into the business. It was like the respect that everybody had for the veteran wrestlers. You know, um, some of that is still around today, and it it's just awesome that when you have so many people like like the WPW locker room. You know, it's it, it's everybody has so much respect for everybody and you know it's just it's a great place to be and uh but i mean wrestling for 14 years it's you know growing up watching you know old wwf and wcw and watching them battle it out on monday nights you know everybody has that one pillow that's taken a few stunners and everything like that and you know it was just something that i've always wanted to do and uh, i as soon as I turned 18, it was time to roll, so that's what I did. That's so dope. So dope. Absolutely. So um, you've wrestled for multiple promotions, uh, from World Powerhouse Wrestling to Missouri Powerhouse Wrestling to Full Throttle Wrestling. Uh, in all of your wrestling promotions, you've wrestled for what is your favorite promotion to to wrestle for? Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a tough that's one. A, that's a that tough is a one. tough one. <laughs> um, you know, it, each company has their own way of doing things, so some of it takes time to get used to. Um, but I mean, as far as I, I put it to you this way, the the Full Throttle Wrestling, the World Powerhouse Wrestling, and the Rampage Championship Wrestling, those locker rooms have always been, like, judgment-free. You know, like, you walk in, you're a family. And nothing nothing beats that, especially, you know, when, when, you're, when you have this big show coming up and, you know, you're, you're concentrating on, on what needs to be done and, you know, it's just it's it's a lot easier to go through it when everybody there is is so respectful and easygoing. Kind of takes the pressure off. But I I mean, as far as pinpointing one, I that that's a that's a rough one. Good question, Jonesy. Very good question. Uh, and and my last question before I throw it to uh, back to Renee is is you. Or a three-time wrestler of the year and the first ever Grand Slam champion in the history of World Powerhouse Wrestling. How does that feel to have that kind of a lineage at uh, World Powerhouse Wrestling? You know, it, it it's amazing. Like, uh, you know, when when I think about it, I still get chills about it because. You know, not only is that something that I can tell people and it shows how hard that I've worked in this business, but it also shows how much others have believed in me as well. 
you know, that's uh, that's not something you just throw out to anybody. You know, I've won multiple titles multiple times in in world powerhouse wrestling. I've won everything there is to win. And it's it's just such an honor to to be that person, you know. Um, it, it's it's literally an, just an undescribable feeling to know that not only did I work that hard to achieve that, but other people believe in me and have enough confidence in me to allow me to do this stuff. Absolutely. Uh, Renee, why don't you go ahead and step in here with whatever questions that you have, sir? No, that that's some that's some great insight. And some of the you got young guys that are that are just kind of getting into it. Uh, some of those guys that uh, Shane mentioned, right? The, the Cody Wilson, the uh, the James Moores. Uh, hopefully, they spent some time talking with you, Victor, because you obviously have been doing this for a while and and understand what it takes uh, to be given that responsibility uh, to be one of the faces of a company. And obviously you've earned that. So congratulations to you, and hopefully somebody will take that knowledge that you've learned and, and carry it with them, and it will help them down the road. Uh, but as far as my questions, I want to talk to you a little bit about your persona, right? Like, so, and I'm guessing over these, you know, 10, 15, however many years, you've had an opportunity to both be a likable individual and, a, and an unlikable individual. Uh, I'm not sure which you play as champion, but I'm curious – have you ever had an experience where you walked out and the fans have said something to you that caught you off guard and maybe threw you off your game a little bit? Do you have any stories like that that you might be able to share with us from coming out behind the curtain and interacting with the fans and maybe getting caught off guard in either in a good way or a bad way by the fans? Um, so, um, let's see. The, the, the main story that comes to mind is um, – like right now as champion i i interact with fans very well i love the fans i love being there with them they help me get through the matches i i lean on them quite a bit through the matches and they kind of help me get going again but uh there was a time where that was not the case um there was a time i just wanted them to shut up and leave so i could do my business um so uh there was a a very heavy fan favorite to uh win a title and uh, let's just say I made sure that didn't happen. <laughs> and so uh, it was It was after the show. Um, I was getting ready to leave, and there were a lot of fans still out in the parking lot. And I was like, you, you know, usually that happens. They gather, they talk. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to wait a little bit and let them clear out because, you know, I just screwed over a, a big fan favorite. So I'm going to wait a little bit. And uh, I waited probably 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and they were still out there. And I was like, okay, they're probably just out there talking, no big deal. I'll go ahead and leave. No, come to find out that when I walked outside, they were all there waiting for me to walk out that door. Um, they, they they were not happy with yeah. me. And uh, luckily there were some, uh, some other guys there that kind of kept the peace for me to get out of there. But um, – I think if they would have had it their way, I would have not made it out of that situation. <laughs> I think if they would have had it their way, Victor, uh, this is what would have happened. And I'll do my best to try to not punch you in the face. But I don't make any promises either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there would have been a lot of that. <laughs> they 
all wanted to do their best and not try to punch you in the face, but it sounds like that's exactly what they wanted to do. Well, let me jump from that to this. Obviously, it goes without saying, uh, it's pervasive within your uh, name, the Latin assassin Victor Cortez. Clearly, you're leaning on your Latino roots. Tell us a little bit about your upbringing and how that plays a big part in who you are today. So it, it's, it's kind of strange, to be honest with you. Um, okay. Not only, not only do I have the Latin heritage, but I also have Native American heritage. So growing up, it was, it was definitely kind of difficult because you had the people that, that didn't want me to be around because of my Latin heritage. And then when I tried to lean more on my Native American heritage, it was I was getting hate from the other side for leaning away from that. And so, you know, it was a constant struggle growing up trying to figure out where do I belong. Um, and it, it just got to a point where it got to a point in my life where I was like, where do I go from here? Like, what do I need to do for me? And then when it came to, you know, that point, it was just like, you know, I, I got to go. I'm going to live through my Latin heritage. So, so that's what I did. And, you know, I've been doing it for quite a while now and haven't looked back. I think it's worked out well, for me so far. So, Well, you know, it's great here because since we are a live show, uh, Victor, we do have the ability to get live reaction from the fans, and I believe we have a small clip uh, that will encapsulate how the fans feel about you playing to your Latino heritage. Intern Timmy, why don't you go ahead and hit that for me? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you have it, Victor. That's how the fans feel about it, bro. I want you to go ahead and stick with it, brother. Uh, the last thing that I wanted to uh, to ask you before we move into the Wrestle Talk podcast, uh, a shoot and shout segment was this: um, being in the business uh, for as long as you have, um, is there something you have yet to do that you aspire to do within the next year or two? Uh, is there a, a particular individual that you want to face? Is there a championship that you're hungry? Uh, to have an opportunity to compete for? Is there a promotion uh, in your area that you want an opportunity to compete at? What looks good in the future of the Latin assassin, Victor Cortez? Well, you know, with with working with World Powerhouse Wrestling, I've got to check a lot of things off my bucket list. You know, I got to win the world title at, at the big show, you know. Um, I've got to do last strand standing matches. I've literally been hit with everything that you could probably think of. Um, and, and, you know, my biggest thing has always been, I'm not worried about titles. I'm not worried about the matches. What I'm worried about is going out there and making the fans love me or making the fans hate me. You know, that's, I, I want to produce a good show. Through WPW, they've allowed me to, like I said, check things off my bucket list. And when you're doing something you've always wanted to do, 
it, it just, I mean, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but just when, when you're doing stuff that you love doing and you're getting that outlet to do it in, I mean, it, the things you had on your bucket list become even bigger. You know, you're like, oh, I might enjoy this. And then when you do it, it it's an insane the feeling you get from it. Um, but, I mean, as far, to be honest with you, the, uh, the, cage, the, uh, the cage match that's coming up, uh, the Skull Canyon cage, so wait, you're in that match? You are in uh, I, that match yourself? No, no, no. I'm saying that one is something that I haven't done yet. Um, and I don't know if I want to really ask for it or not because it's literally a wooden frame stretched with, I can't remember how many, I want to say it was like almost a mile of barbed wire just interlaced through the whole thing. Um, there's weapons hanging from the cage. There's tables inside the cage. I mean, it's literally, I mean, it's just a rough match, and I, I don't know quite yet if I want that on my bucket list. But, uh, you know, I think if it's offered to me, I, I don't know if I could turn it down. Wow, man, the 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 pair of webbles on this guy, even contemplating being in a match like that, ladies and gentlemen, you you should really not need to know. If you don't know anything about the Latin assassin, just know that he's contemplating asking to be a part of this match that very few people on this planet would have the balls to ever even consider. So so <laughs> Victor, kudos to you on that. As we bring back Shane Jones to close out this segment, enter Timmy, go ahead and bring back Shane as we get into tonight's edition of the Shoot and Shout segment. Now, allow me to explain, gentlemen. The Shoot and Shout segment is a little bit of a therapeutic session. All you got to do is muster up some emotion, something that's just ticking you off and frustrating you about anything. It doesn't even have to be pro wrestling related. We're going to give you about 30 seconds, and all you need to do is get some of that fire in your belly and tell us what's pissing you off. Nightmare Jones will kick us off. Then we'll have Shane go. Then we'll have Victor go. And then I'll go last. So, gentlemen, are you game? Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Enter Timmy, you know what to do, baby. Hit the music as we get into tonight's edition of the Wrestling Talk Podcast. Huge shout
And we have December 14th featuring Hangs with Bob, Bob Evans seminar, and uh, Bob Evans appearing on the card that night. Dude, that is fantastic. And Victor, man, uh, we want to welcome you and Shane and the newest members of the WrestleTalk Familia, man. Any parting shots to anybody who's looking to challenge you for the WPW championship? Well, you know, I uh, I, I do have a, a match against uh, – the monster savage, uh, the next show. Um, I mean, he did beat scar. So it's something a little, you know, to watch and, and look out for. He's definitely a force to be reckoned with, but I'm not a paper champ. You want a shot at my title? You know where to find me. Ooh. And one last thing, Victor, man, where can people follow you and WPW on social media? Uh, WPW, you can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, pretty much any social media out there. Search for w- World Powerhouse Wrestling. It'll be there. You can find me on uh, Facebook, Latin Assassin Victor Cortez. Absolutely, dude. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Victor, man. Hopefully this will not be the last time we have you on the show. And, again, welcome to the both of you as the newest members of the Wrestle Talk family. Jonesy, say goodnight. Peace. Have a good night. Don't be strangers. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Thanks. You Peace. Got it. And by the way, no, and no problem. And by the way, guys, if you love hip hop music, stay on hold because we got a little bit of a freestyle that's going to be dropping right after the break song. We will catch you guys on the other side as we come back with the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the FWWC.
what up? Night Owl, Nightmare Jones. What up, Wrestle Talk fam? Do it for y'all. Check me out. Kick in the door, wave in the 4-4. Even them haters can't hate us no more. So unlock your door, cause we got some more. Every Wednesday we here, keeping it raw. Night out, Nightmare Jones and all the best guests. Like a double barrel pointed right at your chest. WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Smashing and killing it like the night at a prom. Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen. It is now time for the fantasy wrestling segment. But before we do that, there's one thing that I want to say. This is the, up, the, the thoughts that go through my mind when I'm watching NXT and I see a, 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 a promotional commercial for AEW. What? You what? 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 <laughs> That's right. During NXT, (laughs) the USA Network aired a commercial for AEW. (laughs) (laughs) And, And I'll tell you what, Jonesy, we have now officially entered the FWWC segment. And I don't know if you got the memo or not, but you are no longer a co-host of this segment. If you want to come on this segment, because for years I've been dealing with Nightmare Jones and some sort of contractual obligation uh, uh, for, for you to be on this segment. And you know what? You're not adding anything to the segment. All you ever do is talk about La Familia and this and that, and when you haven't held a championship in six months. So why don't you actually do your job and let people know? Because right now I'm only seeing two people on hold for the FWWC. And to quite be quite honest with you, that's pretty damn embarrassing, especially since uh, we're on the heels of a pay-per-view last Monday. I mean, I'm sorry, last Sunday. How in the hell do we only have two callers from the FWWC? Red Band, Brew Brand, what the hell is wrong with y'all? Where are y'all at? We cut this time out for y'all, damn it. And the fact that there's only two people on hold is a damn embarrassment. Do you understand that we could just go right back to high spots during this time? To only have two callers on the line from the FWWC just pisses me off. But anyway, I digress. I'm just saying, if you guys really support the FWWC, then you should be here every Wednesday night from 8 to 8.30 during the FWWC segment. But you know what? There's always one or two people that bail you out. And one of those individuals is a triple crown champion here in the FWWC. He's also the holder of the most prestigious championship in the group, the Warriors Heart Championship, and is also a former co-GM of the Red Brand. Ladies and gentlemen, it's an honor and a pleasure to have this gentleman on the show, the one, the only, Funky, Funky Flex. You know, Night Out, we go way back. And, you know, for me to come on this show all the time, you would think that intern Timmy over there, you know, I see you over there, intern Timmy. I'm going to get your autograph after the show. You get my autograph every single week when I come into this show. But back to the subject, you know, Night Out, you would think that I would have my music ready to go. Why do we not have intro music for Funky Flex? I mean, he's a warrior It doesn't make any freaking sense. But let's let's go back to your your last statement, Night Owl. You said yeah. that only two people have showed up. 
for this well, now, segment. Now three. One being myself, like one three. being myself, another one probably. I'm gonna go ahead and guess it's probably the other man that shot at me, Bishop. But yeah, you know, Bishop. <laughs> let's let's talk about this night out. Yeah. Your buddy, your pal, El Mata, is nowhere to be found with his. Don't with go his, there. Don't go with there. His universal you know championship. Oh, I'm going there. I'm going there We're night out pal. because, quite frankly, because quite frankly, I am tired. I am tired of El Mata. It's my Uh-oh. time now. <laughs> wait, wait just a minute. Wait, ju- did you just cut off the Warriors Heart champion, Marcus Mayhem? How arrogant are you? Um, you just cut off the Warriors Heart champion, the top champion in this group. You just cut him off for what? For some Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Seriously? Whoa. Chill, chill. So you chill. You're all hostile right now. Why are you so hostile, man? I'm sick of you already. You ain't nothing but a hater just like the rest of them suckers out here, man. I didn't mean to cut them off. It just happened. You know what it is? Never drew a dime. Not a dime. Not a dime. You never drew a dime. Hurry up because we got to get back to Funky Flex. What the hell do you want? I, Marcus Mayhem, am here. Not to listen to you bitch and complain like you always do every time I get on. I am here to address what's been going on in La Familia. You see, it's been a little bit of a discord going on right now. And and this is good stuff. This is good stuff. You're probably loving this right now that La Familia's got these sub-factions going on. And, you know, it's a little, little squabbling here, a little squabbling there. And I'm surprised you haven't touched on that already, but I'm going to do your job for you because I do it better than you anyway. So I want to address this. You see, we all know what's going on. It's a power struggle right now. And we have we, we have these vultures flying around. We have these stupid American eagles flying around. But it comes down to it, the three in La Familia, who are the best in La Familia, is myself with Robert and Heel Deal because out of everybody, we are the ones who are the standard bearers and La Familia. We are the ones that Mata trusts the most when it comes to handling business. I'm the one who's hustling. I'm the one who's getting it done. That's why I'm the lieutenant of La Familia. So the rest of you, you too, Jonesy, you need to stay out of my way or you're going to get busted open. Okay, now we we finally cut off Marcus Mayhem, thankfully. And, and Josie, I want to have you on here in just a second to respond. But Funky Flex, you're a man who has the opportunity to, and you're the only person outside of the board of directors that has the privilege of being both in the red brand and the blue brand locker room. What are you making of all this La Familia beef, man? Is it something that you're kind of taking some joy in, or do you think maybe it's uh, some more La Familia shenanigans? What, what do you think? I said it earlier, and I'm going to say it again. There's cracks in the familia, and that is only proving why the Sabres of Funk are the top faction 
in this group. Back to El Mata. El Mata does not show up at his European or fucking European championship, his Universal Championship. I, Funky Flex, have put the red brand on my back. It's not Mayhem, not Mata, nobody else. I am the Triple Crown Champion of the U- the FWWC, and I am sick and tired of nobody pulling their weight besides me. Well, Funky Flex, it sounds like the FWWC Universe doesn't necessarily appreciate the fact that you're not giving a credit where it's due. I mean, we have guys like the Bishop. We have guys like El Luchador to Kansas City. We have guys like Corbin Slater. We have women like the Enchantress that are working hard on both sides. I want to go and hear from uh, our friend, the Bishop. Bishop, how does it make you feel when Funky Flex, one of the leaders of the Red Brand, says that he's basically the only one pulling his weight around here? Hmm. Well, Funky Flex, you know, it's funny you bring that up because you want to talk about how you are the only one that's pulling weight around here. You see, last time I checked, I'm also that man that puts the weight on me, and I have been double booked, sometimes even triple booked. So to take credit for one man, I don't agree with that. So you see Funky Flex, I don't know if you caught it at Apocalypse, but you see, I got a golden ticket. And you see, I got my sights set on one of those titles that you currently hold. So rest assured, I'm going to be seeing you real, real soon. And also remember this, Funky. If you don't get anything else from what I'm saying, remember this number. Number 30. Number 30. No idea what that means. We do still have Funky Flex on the line. He is the Warrior Shark champion, so let's give him an opportunity to respond. Funky Flex, uh, your thoughts on the Bishop, a guy who you helped recruit to the FWWC, now basically saying, I appreciate everything you've done for me, but the time has come for me to stand on my own. How do you feel about that, Funk? You know, Night Owl, that's, that's how it goes. You bring somebody in, you show them the ropes, and then they turn their back on you. But that's all right. That's all right. So it is, it's been you leaving that number 30 all around my locker room and on my car hood and leaving, leaving those little brown hairs around. Is it you, Brother Brown Bear? Do you want my championship? Let me tell you something, Brother Brown Bear, the Bishop Devontae D. We've squared up, we've danced, and we've went to war several times since you've been in the FWWC. But my championships ain't going nowhere. Do you understand? Well, Funky Flex has spoken, ladies and gentlemen, and we're just a matter of moments away for bringing on the WWN slash Evolve, an MLW superstar, Fred Yehi. We have time for another caller or two here on the FWWC segment, but I would be remiss if I did not bring on Nightmare Jones and then Hardcore Sis. And by the way, we have a guy on the, uh, the Facebook live feed who said that he was making a comeback last week, the Viper, but no promos, no comments in the free agent chat. Absolutely nothing. So I want to not only get your thoughts on everything that's happened so far, Jonesy and Hardcore Sis, 
But I also want to see if you have some uh, um, some advice to offer uh, to uh, the Viper, who seems to think like he's not getting the attention that he deserves. Let's start off with you, Nightmare Jones. Well, first of all, well, there are some multiple factions uh, in La Familia. We are still 100% a family. Now, Marcus Mayhem talks about... It doesn't sound like it. It doesn't sound like it. Marcus Mayhem talks about how him and Robert and uh, the Heel Deal are the real group, the real subgroup of a familiar. And here's my, my thing. What exactly has Robert done? I mean, wasn't he a guy that got, when we had the first ever uh, draft, he didn't get drafted? And didn't that happen again for a second time in a row? And Marcus Mayhem, well, you are the second in command. Your lips are also firmly planted on El Monte's ass 24-7. So, but you know what? Let's just just skip all that. You know, I'm sure everybody's loving all this stuff that's going on with La Familia. But just remember this. La Familia always is one head of everybody else. Just remember that. Well, Jonesy, and and you know what? I, I am not one to stand up and defend La Familia by any means. But throw bears has been cutting fire promos. He's been competing. He's defeated champions recently in the FWWC. And he's here on a very regular basis. So the question is, is it that Robert isn't doing anything? Or is it that you're not paying attention to anybody but your damn self once again, Nightmare Jones? No, no. I'm I'm saying that Robert... Is doing his his thing. You're talking That's, about stuff that happened six months ago. We're talking about stuff that happened months ago. I'm talking about Robert right now, right now. Robert right You're now. The When's the last championship Robert has held? When? What was it? Wait a second. Aren't you? Wait a minute. Remember Aren't you it? The same guy that's always saying that you don't need championships. That you're just there to cause havoc on the blueprint. You you sound like a hypocrite to me, Nightmare Jones. Because in one breath you say you don't care about championships, but the first argument that you want to make is the fact that this dude hasn't had a belt in a certain amount of time. I mean, come on, Josie, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth right now. Mhm. Well, mm-hmm. like I said, exactly. The real exactly. Just what I thought. Just what I freaking right thought. The real- well, listen, guys. The real group and La Familia right now are Vultures, myself, Corbin Slater, which is how many belts does Corbin Slater have? And Richard Creed. Plain and simple. I'm sorry. You, Corbin, and Richard Priest. Okay. That's all well and good. And, And you know what? Thank you, Jonesy, for being here. We appreciate you. Please continue being the despicable, disgusting human being that you are, because we all know you're never going to change. That's true. We all love you, Night Owl. We all love you. 
Yeah, whatever. Good job as a special guest referee, you jobber. I'm sick of you already. All right, anyway, um, we've got one more caller, ladies and gentlemen, from the FWWC, and then we're going to move into our interview with a guy that I had the opportunity of seeing in action just a couple of weeks ago over at Journey Pro. Huge shout-out to the folks over at Journey Pro. They've brought a vibe to Kansas City Wrestling that I don't think I've ever seen before. And one of the reasons that they've been able to do that is because they're bringing the very best talent from around the country to Kansas City, to Overland Park, to Kansas Hall. He's going to be joining us in just a matter of moments. Uh, But before we get there, gang, uh, we have one more caller from the FWWC. And uh, she recently made an announcement that caught basically everyone in the FWWC on guard. She became temporary general manager And she made an impact like we've never seen before from a lady in the world's premier fantasy wrestling group. We've only got a short snippet of time, but let's go ahead and welcome in to the show the one, the only, Hardcore Sis. Hello there, Night Owl. (laughs) Now, first of all, you know, you asked a moment ago advice for Viper. (laughs) Viper, Hardcore Sis, just has a couple things to say to you. Put up or shut up. It's that simple. Put up or shut up. Either start doing promos, getting active. If you're coming back, make your mark, do what you got to do, or shut the hell up and get away from the rest of us in the FWWC. This is an action group, and if you ain't got the balls to stand up and do what you say you're going to do, then quit running your mouth. Period. Bottom line. Funky Flex. My only response to you, you know, you talk about how SOF is the best group. Well, if you're the best group, then why did you walk away from SOF not too terribly long ago? Why did you say you were out and you were done? One of the founding fathers of SOF and you're the, you're the best group, but yet you walked away and then came back. La Familia's never done that. When you're a part of La Familia, you never walk away. That's why when we say for life, We can mean it when we say it. How can SOFs mean it when they throw people out and bring people back and walk away and come back? And please, (laughs) the premier group is the group that never drops people or never walks away. That's it. That's just the way it is. That's how it is. Now, as for the infighting, yeah, well, you know, every family has a little infighting. But when you poke at the family as a whole, the family will unite and take care of its own. As for Marcus Mayhem, <laughs> you're a yes man. That's all you are. You're a yes man. Elmada says, Marcus, do this, and you say, yes, Elmada, yes, Elmada. You do, as Nightmare Jones said, you kiss ass. That's all you are. You're a yes man. And you've got one member of your group that has lost his mind. That boy is plum loco. Seriously? And the other one, well, I admit he's been doing really well lately, but for how long? How long before he goes rogue again and disappears for a little while and comes back? Really? (laughs) You know, Hardcore Haas is a member of the American Eagles, and he's been here for about two years now and never taken a break. Hmm. How can the members of your team Nightmare Jones, how many have your breaks have your members taken? Hmm. How many breaks have Marcus Mayhem's members taken? Hmm. My group, 
we can't say that. Let's also talk about Big Papa Kirk. He's a vet here. Hmm. Yeah. You know, maybe Almada wants a group. Can, can, that is. Can Can I just that come is, uh, in here for one? Can I just come in here for for one quick second and well, just say listen, one listen. thing? Josie, Josie, just, I've got yeah, very I little patience you, for you right now. I know, it's very little patience thing. for you right That's now. We've got Fred Yehi. Wait a minute. We've got Fred Yehi. Okay, in the bullpen, ready to fire off some hundred mile an hour fastballs. So this better be good. All I have to say is. Hardcore sis, didn't you just come back into the FWWC after being gone for how long? Exactly. Pot calling the kettle black. That's all I gotta say. Oh my goodness! Here we go. Uh, hardcore sis, I'm gonna give you about 30 seconds to respond so we can uh, move on to our second featured interview of the evening. The one, the only, the five foot nine phenom, Fred Yehi. Hardcore sis, your closing thoughts, please. All I'm going to say is, like I said before, maybe Almada's sick and tired of those who ride his coattails and do everything according to what he does and always asks his permission and his everything. Maybe he wants someone who thinks for themselves, and that's why he prefers the American Eagles. That's just the way it goes. All you folks out there, have a great evening and bless your hearts. La familia for life, bitches. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what, man, it's not often you hear a lady talk like that, and the only place you're going to hear it is in the FWWC. Guys, you've heard of E-Feds. You've heard of Fantasy Wrestling before. Nobody does it better than the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter. Visit WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Slide over to the Fantasy Wrestling tab for more information. If for some reason you're not able to go train and dedicate your life to professional wrestling like Victor Cortez, Shane Jones, and Fred Yehi, this is a great alternative. If Or if you're a worker and you want to work on your promo game, the FWWC is a great place to do that. Creativity and energy is abound in the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion. Again, WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash fantasy wrestling worldwide chapter. Thank all of you guys for your contributions, and we will catch you guys next week during the FWWC segment. All that said, Josie, I think it's time to transition in to the moment that everybody has been waiting for as we bring in our second featured guest of the evening. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about a former member of Catchpoint, a guy that is synonymous with WWN and Evolve, a dude that has been working throughout the United States and beyond now for a handful of years. A dude that's getting an opportunity to work for, for MLW, okay? You're talking about a guy that's worked FIP. And most recently, he was right here in, in good old Kansas City at Journey Pro Wrestling. Intern Timmy, go ahead and cue up that music as we welcome into the Wrestle Talk podcast for the very first time, the five foot nine phenom, the one, the only, Fred Yeha. Really want to know who Superman is? <laughs> Watch this. Oh! I can't have no sympathy. No sympathy. All this shit I seen him made my blood sugar. Spill from medicine inside the double cup. Double up my cream, that is a double stuff. What's up? Yo, what's happening? How are you doing? 
What what's up, what happening, up? bro? You doing all right? How you feeling? What up, fam? Doing good. Doing Man, good. what's Josie, going on? What's, up? <laughs> what's good, Josie? You all right? I am doing good. I am doing good. It was nice to uh, to have you on to the show. What's been going on, sir? Oh, man, I'm good, man. Just chilling, hustling, grinding, doing my thing, living life. Life is crazy. Gravy. Not crazy. Gravy. Gravy. I love gravy, bro. I love gravy. Gravy. Josie, if it's okay with you, you, man, I'll go ahead and kick it off. And and you know what, Fred, I'll be honest with you. We've been doing this for a long time. We've had an opportunity to talk to a lot of fantastic guests. I mean, last week we were talking to the doctor himself, Dr. Tom Pritchard, and now we're getting the opportunity to talk to you. Uh, Let me go ahead and start with this, man, and and I know this is something that's going to get you fired off right off the jump. So you clearly have had an opportunity to beef with a lot of different people in the world of pro wrestling, but not only do you beef with the people within the world of pro wrestling, sir, you seem to have a big problem with any and every Atlanta Falcons fan on the planet, and they hate you just as much. <laughs> Fred, Freddie, Freddie, oh, you got to tell me, man. What is your beef with the Atlanta Falcons, bro? You don't vote them. Uh, you vote them. So, <laughs> uh, all right. So, so, all right. So, for the record, it's not just the Atlanta Falcons. It's the Atlanta teams in general. The Atlanta teams, they just, they just. I mean, I mean, they just, they just not trying to win. They Falcons, <laughs> they, they, they suck. The Hawks, they just. They're just terrible. They're not trying to win. You know, every like ever since. <laughs> oh man, I could just. Oh man, like okay. So for the Atlanta Hawks, for example, you know, you get a good team together, and they may have a good season. During the off season, they break the whole team up, and they come back and they suck for the next ten years, and then they may get another good team together, and then they break them up. And it's the same cycle and the same with the Atlanta Falcons, like, or the Falcons. That's what I call the Falcons. So, like, the it's the same thing. It's the same <laughs> wait, thing. Wait, wait. Like, you know, they, Fred, they, think, they're beating the New England. <laughs> Come I, I again? Think, hey, Fred said Falcons. I think we got to drop for that. Insert Timmy. Go ahead and hit that drop. <laughs> 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 they're the Falcons, man. They're Falcons. The yeah, they're Falcons, man. Like, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, like they, you know, what was it, two years ago they made it to the Super Bowl. They were winning the entire game. But for some reason, wearing black and red, you slip under the banana peel and you just lose everything. It's the same thing. It's the same It's the same thing every year. It's some kind of – it's going to be a disappointment. We just can't – you know, Atlanta teams can't win the big one. We got away with it with soccer because no one watches soccer, but that'll never happen again. Like, we'll never, we'll never, we'll never have a championship soccer team ever again. They went under the radar. Like, no one paid attention to soccer. Now that's going to change. So we're not going to have that anymore. So you can just forget it. You know, I predict that I predict that in about two years, the Atlanta Hawks are going to trade. They're going to get rid of Trey Young. He's going to go off to some other team, and he's either going to be in the finals or he's going to get a championship. I could go on and on with this. Like I could, I could go on and on. Like, but that's just what happens. That's what happens. Well, like, listen, 
Yeah. Listen, Fred. So the thing is that I know that this originates from your competitive nature. So that and, and you know when, when you're when you're a world class trash talker such as yourself, you also have to uh, um, share your vulnerability. So since you hate the Atlanta teams to that extent, is there a team that you support and teams that you believe that are good teams? Do you have a hometown favorite? Well, uh, concerning football, my life purpose is just to be a Falcons hater. That that's my life. That's my that's my life purpose with football. Like that's just what it is. I get I get so much. Oh my goodness! I, I get so much fulfillment just out of giving the the, uh, the Falcons fans. Just is giving them hell. I get so much fulfillment out of it. I mean, it's great. Uh, but I really do follow basketball. Like, I mean, this this upcoming NBA season is gonna be it's gonna be really, really, really exciting because it's like every team has firepower. Every team has a duo. Okay. So, um, so I gotta stop there, you right there are a lot there. of different I players. Right okay. okay. I gotta stop you. So, so I saw on Twitter that you had a conversation with a uh, a great friend of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Uh, good old Matt Jackson uh, of St. Louis Anarchy and Glowy Pro Wrestling. And you guys were talking Anthony Davis and Lonzo Ball. And I promise, guys, we'll get to the wrestling in just a minute. Bear with us. But, you know, we're, we're cultured individuals. We know more than wrestling. So my question is, That's you right. saw the comments that, that Daddy Ball made about Lonzo Ball. Do you believe that any of that is legitimate? Do you think that Lonzo is damaged goods? Um, To an extent, I can see that. To an extent, I can see that because, you know, he, Lonzo Ball has been in the league now for what, this is his third year, well, this will be his third season. And, you know, he hasn't, he's shown flashes of like, you know, of, of, you know, just potential, but, you know, that's, that's just about it. And he's been like with the, uh, you know, a losing team, you know, you know, for two years, even when they added LeBron James and some of the other players. So, I can I can see that, but he's in a position where he can really, you know, change people's opinions because, I mean, the guy can still play ball. He just, you know, he just hasn't really – he hasn't really matured yet in the league. So, but, yeah, you know, and then, of course, like LeVar Ball, that's just him. Like, he's just very – you know, he's outspoken, and I think it was all meant – it was all meant well. So, you know, I don't really see the big deal of it. I don't really see the big deal. I think if anyone were to tell him something that real and straightforward, it should be his dad. So that's my take on it. Yeah, you got to keep it 100 with the people that are closest to you in your life, man. And I know uh, just in doing our research, Fred, that you've had that. You've had a, 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 a small group, a very tight group of people that have motivated you and pushed you uh, to having the level of success that you've had up to this point. Um, and I know that you could probably rattle off a couple of names, and you know the fans love that stuff. So talk to us about that, man. Who have you had a chance to face in your career that maybe you never thought you would get a chance to face? And who are those people behind the scenes that are pushing you and encouraging you and motivating you to keep on fighting a good fight, man, in this crazy world of professional wrestling? Well, I mean, uh, uh, if I can name uh, if I can name drop a few uh, guys in the business, who, who I really learned from, you know, I, I would definitely off the top of my head, you know, Chris Hero, uh, TJ Perkins, as well as, uh, as well as Drew Gulak. You know, I learned a lot from those three in my first year, uh, my first year with Evolve, you know, being signed with them. So, you know, um, <clears throat> yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, being able to uh, to watch those guys up front and just watch what they were doing, even as they made their transition to WWE, you know, it was really, really cool. Um, and I took a lot of, like, you know, helpful nuggets from them um, that I actually didn't, like, fully gain that full revelation of until, like, you know, like last year. So that's just kind of how it is sometimes. Um, as far as behind the scenes, um, behind the scenes in wrestling, like, Nowadays, honestly, like I meet people all the time. I meet strangers like all the time. I just have really good conversations. Like you know, since I've you know just made the decision, you know, really like since late last year to just be more of an outgoing, uh, outgoing, just wanting to be more vulnerable. Like I've actually been meeting strangers and just meeting people and left and right, and they always tend to have like encouraging things to say. You know, they may, and the conversation may start because they see my T-shirt. Oh, hey, you're a wrestler? Yeah. And then we just talking. They just, you know, they may say, you know, just really, really just kind words. And, man, dude, I wish you the best. You know, like, you know, you look like you're really going to uh, be something. I really believe in you. So, like, things like that really keeps me going. Well, I'll tell you what. I want to share a story, then I want to throw it over to my co-host, Nightmare Jones, here. Uh, but when you came to the Journey Show, I have a very close friend. I'm not going to put him out like that. Uh, but he has a similar frame, uh, has been in the business for a couple of years. Uh, he's even got that beautiful, uh, 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 like, like you know, like gap, like the Michael Strahan thing going on that people really dig about you. Uh, the likability level goes through the roof. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a trademark deal. He's kind of got that going on. And I remember him watching the match between you and Wyatt, because I, I kind of work as a promoter and a commentator, so I've had a chance to do some stuff like that. He goes, bro, he's like, you think I could do that? And I go, how tall are you? He goes, 5'9". And I go, how hungry are you? <laughs> and he goes, yo, I'm hungry. And I said, bro, there's no difference between you, the guy in that ring, except maybe about three years of experience as long as you're hungry. And, and you could see that, bro. You, it comes across in your ability to perform in front of any crowd. I've seen you uh, on Evolve. I've seen you on uh, on MLW, and then I've now seen you in person. And as far as I can tell, it doesn't really matter who you're say, facing off, whether you're facing Jeremy Wyatt or Matt Riddle. That passion, that intensity, that fire is always there, man. I'm curious, what do you attribute that to? Like, where does your fire come from? What what burns in your belly and motivates you to make these long-ass road trips and, and to have back-to-back-to-back matches, sometimes on weekends where you're working three days in a row? Like, what is your motivating factor behind being able to, to achieve as much as you've achieved uh, relatively early in your career? Oh, man. Well, first, well, first thank you for that. I really do appreciate that. Um, as far as that fire, that passion, like, you know, uh, professional wrestling is something that I've always, you know, since I can remember, since I was small, like, it's always been something that, you know, that's always caught my attention. It's something that I've always wanted to do. So, you know, you have guys who, who kind of like wander into the business because someone, you know, may have, hey, suggested it to them. You know, they may do it because, you know, hey, I have a few friends who do it, or because, hey, yeah, I watch wrestling, so I want to go give it a try. You know, some people are just motivated by, you know, the money. Um, but for myself, I can honestly say that since I, since I can remember, it's what I wanted to do. So, like, that, that moment, whatever, whatever that first match was that I watched over that television, like, I just knew that it was something that I wanted to do. So I have a belief system, you know, when – 
anytime I go out and step out that curtain and, you know, hey, I give it 110%. You know, I wrestle every match as though it's my last. I give it the best I can for each occasion. And um, and I really, I bust my tail, like, on the outside. Like, I really bust my tail. Um, That's no lie. Like, I grind. Like, I grind. I'm up at 3 a.m. Uh, I work. <laughs> I hit the gym, go off to work, and I'm hitting the ring later on. So when I go out there, like, you're getting, you're getting, like, you're getting someone legit. You're getting someone bona fide. Like, like, I am the real deal. So, like, yeah, yeah. It's just a, it's just a drive to, to want to, well, not only just succeed, but it's become the best version of myself, you know, not just in wrestling, but, you know, life in general. Well, you know what? I've I got just one last thing I want to touch on, then I'm going to throw over to Joe. Joe, make sure you're screening because I know we got a couple of callers that want to jump on here with uh, with a five foot nine phenom, uh, Fred Yehi. So, Fred, I know you're seeing what I'm seeing. Uh, Punishment Martinez, uh, Jordan Miles, uh, the Street Profits, guys that look more like you and me uh, with a different pigment are getting more opportunity. Does that breed optimism in your heart that despite being 5'9 and being African-American, that you have just as good as opportunity as anybody else to climb to the top of the mountain? Because A.J. South isn't that much bigger than you are. Daniel Bryan Mm -hmm. is not that much bigger than you are. And and clearly, you've been putting in the work because all you got to do is pull up your Facebook profile and just look at you. You've been putting in the work into your craft, and it shows. Does that help you? Does that encourage you when you see guys like Jordan Miles, a.k.a. ACH, who was also a former Evolve competitor, be able to kind of make the impact that they've made and open up the door for a guy like yourself? Um, I mean, I was optimistic before this became a thing. Honestly, I was, I was optimistic well before. Like, again, I've always had a, had a drive to succeed. Um, you know, I always believed that I was always pushing in that direction. I never thought that being uh that being under six feet tall in African American, I never thought I never saw that as a uh as a boundary, honestly. You know. I actually I saw it as an advantage. I saw it as an advantage because yes, I'm under six feet tall and I'm African American, but you know, I really believe that no one outworked me. I really believe that I brought something that different to the table. But seeing it now, seeing seeing how there's a diversity of like, you know, guys who are getting these opportunities to go out and showcase what they do and be presented as, you know, Hey, some of the best in the world. I find that as a really, really, really cool thing. That's a really, really cool thing. And it, and, uh, yeah, like that's, that's me. I was optimistic well before that, but I think that's a pretty, again, it's a pretty awesome thing to see, you know, different times now. And, you know, the business does what it needs to do in order to survive. And uh, and I really credit, you know, the guys, you know, within WWE, you know, being, you know, being the flagship in pro wrestling, doing those things and making those moves and, and seeing it trickle down to, you know, the independent level and elsewhere. So it's a pretty awesome thing. Well, no doubt about it. And, and, and real quickly, one of the members of the WrestleTalk fan was like, yo, if you're going to talk about all that, don't forget about Ricochet. So there's no question about it. Ricochet falls into that same demographic. And I think it's a very positive thing. And, and uh, whether people want to acknowledge it or not, they are opening a lot of doors. 
Uh, Jonesy, I know you're eager to get on here uh, with Fred Yehi, but I do believe we have a caller on the line with a question. Uh, the gentleman's name is Remy Ricks. So, uh, answer Timmy, why don't you go ahead and cue up the caller and see what questions or comments he has for uh, Fred Yehi. Remy, what, what, what do you got for Fred? What's no, up, man, Remy? I was just listening to the show. I mean, um, let me think of a question real quick. You kind of caught me off guard. Remy, we'll give you a chance, man. I know we all get a little bit of nervous, a little nervous when we get an opportunity to talk to guys that we're huge fans of. Uh, with that said, Joe, why don't you jump in here, man, because I know you had a couple of questions for Fred. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the one thing I wanted to talk about is my favorite promotion, uh, Combat Zone Wrestling, and you were a part of uh, Combat Zone Wrestling's Best of the Best. So what was it like being part of of that uh, uh, show for Combat Zone Wrestling? Oh, man, yeah, so CZW, it was a lot of fun, man. man that's a pretty interesting story. So uh, after the Best of the Best tournament, I was booked to uh, to compete against Gary J, and I had issues with, like, the flight where I was literally stranded at the airport all day. Like, I didn't actually land in Philadelphia until, like, 1 a.m. show was already over. It was really, like, four hours before that. So after that, you know, we just couldn't really do too much. And, you know, hey, you know, I had other, like, obligations and whatnot, and, you know, it was what it was. But I had a really good time while I was there. It was only one, you know, one show, but it was what it was. I loved it. <laughs> I know that's kind of that's really brief, but Fred, it was what it was. We got to talk to Matt Trayvon. Matt Trayvon can make that happen. We got to bring him back. Yeah, talk to him. Talk to Matt Trayvon. Let him know. Let him well, know. Hey, Matt, tell him what's a, up, man. Matt is a friend of the show. You know, Fred, we can make that happen, Captain. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Well, if y'all can make it happen, then, yo, hey, I'm not hard to find. We got you. <laughs> hey, I ain't hard to find. <laughs> I don't like the fire. Got it. Josie, what else you got for Fred before we throw it back to Remy? I see that you are a former member of uh, of Catchpoint in Evolve Wrestling. Now, somebody that that is not very familiar with Evolve Wrestling, what exactly was Catchpoint? Uh, Catchpoint wasn't just a group. You know, Catchpoint was a philosophy. It was It was an approach to to professional wrestling as far as like, you know, just the, you know, the, I don't want to call it the art form, but, but the, uh, but, you know, the catch style, the catch style, uh, catch point, you know, you pinpoint a weakness and you exploit that weakness and then you capitalize and you win matches. So that's pretty much the whole philosophy behind catch point. That explains it. Okay. Now, catch point. That 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 sounds familiar. That that's something that uh, Drew Gulak was uh, into, right? Yes, sir. That's yeah, absolutely. Yes, okay. So my last question before I throw it back to uh, Renee is: You've been uh, in the PWI 500 for the past four years. How does it feel to be? Included in the PWI 500, and we still don't know who Renee was talking about, and who didn't get um, into the PWI 500. Um, I mean, 
it's pretty cool. I know a lot of guys act like it's not really that big of a deal, and to you know, you know, to a degree, I can see that. But you know, the uh, you know, the twelve, thirteen, fourteen year old me, you know, I remember, you know, I used to get those PWI magazines, and I would look at, you know, hey, who's in the top five hundred, and and you know, who got number one. So that teenager in me is pretty excited to see my name in the top 500, you know, every year. So it, it's a pretty cool thing. But, you know, I still keep myself level-headed. You know, the fact that I'm not number one is just an indicator that, that, uh, that, that there's plenty of work that needs to be done. I think I was at, what, 227 or 237 this year. And, you know, someone can even say, well, Dad, you know, they have you ranked above – uh, over 200 of the best independent wrestlers in the country. Well, the fact that they're 236 ahead of me, you know, hey, there's plenty of work to be done, and I can control that. I can change people's perspectives. Mm-hmm. So, it's a, it, you know, but overall, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool thing. I'm humble. Well, well here's the million-dollar question for you, Fred. Here's the million-dollar question I have for you. Do you believe that the PWI 500 is a help um, in terms of getting you opportunities at different promotions? When you can, when, when you send your bio to a promoter, you send your video and all that. Is that something that you tend to include uh, when you send that information to somebody who's considering bringing you in on the show? Um, I don't. I don't like that. That's not something that I that I would include in, hey, uh, book me. I was ranked number 237 to PWI 500. No, that's not something I would do, no, no. And, and again, my reason being is this. I don't see myself as, oh, the the 237th best wrestler in the United States or in the world. I don't see myself as <laughs> that. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't send fair. that. I wouldn't send that to a promoter and tell this promoter, hey, here's my rate. You need to pay my rate and I need my transportation covered. Oh, and by the way, there are 236 other guys you could have picked from who were better than me. Like, there's no way that I would send that. You know what I'm saying? There's no way I would send that, you know. And I definitely wouldn't just go around just like, you know, just, hey, uh, posting and, 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 you know, you know of course, when this, when this came out, you know, oh, yeah, you know, all the other wrestlers are doing it, hey, I'll go and put up, oh, yeah, 236, that's not bad. You know, but that's not something I'm going to just brag and boast about. Like, I'm not going to brag and boast about that. Like, no, because I don't – that's not the way I see myself, no. (laughs) Man, I love to hear that, man, the honesty, bro. That's why I was like – because, and Joe, so just so you know, so this is how it all went down. So, uh, Fred had this badass match against Jeremy Wyatt, who's a a, – without uh, without question, a local legend. Uh, Fred, you know, he's probably a little bit older than you are. He's been doing it uh, maybe a little bit longer than you. Uh, but for where he is in his career, he's fantastic. And there's a reason yes. that he's the Gateway Harris Championship, now defended over 14 times, uh, and that people in this area revere Jeremy Wyatt. I know you had your opportunity. Uh, just from where I was sitting, I was the dude in the Florida Panthers hat sitting in the first row on the high chair there. Um, I, I just I saw a guy who could work with or without the very best. And what I mean is your hard work, uh, the fact that you're on the road constantly lends itself to basically working with anybody at any level. 
I see Fred Yehi being able to work with a brand new guy that's only been doing it for three months. I see Fred Yehi uh, with the possibility of being in the main event of a WWE pay-per-view someday. That is the attribute that I think you should put into your cap as a feather because the fact that you can have an amazing match and tell a great story with basically anybody in the business um, is, is the biggest compliment that I think you could ever get because that versatility, that longevity, and your ability to kind of be a chameleon in a lot of ways, it's something to be commended because no matter who gives you a call and who sends you an email and says, hey, we're interested in bringing you in, we know that you can make it work, dude. And that's what makes us excited. Thank so you. when the show was over, I was like, yo, you know what? This looks like a dude that I could relate to, uh, plus the fact that you love basketball and we're kind of a jokester in terms of uh, the football stuff. I was like, yo, this is a dude I could definitely just walk right up to and be like, what's up? I was like, yo, what's the deal? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, night out, rest of talk, what's up? Let's make it happen. And right away you're like, hey, shake, hit me up on Twitter. Let's make it happen, Captain. And here we are, you know, having a, a wonderful conversation. And, and with that said <laughs> – we actually do have Remy, who is ready to come back on with his questions. So, Remy, hopefully you got yourself together, man. You, you got an opportunity to talk to one of the best wrestlers on the planet right now, brother. I know you're representing the great state of Missouri, man. What's on your mind tonight, and what's your question for Fred Yeah? Man, plain and simple, I just got to write your ordinary question because I like to hear everybody's different answers. Well, I guess it's a little two-parter. So, What's the best thing when it comes to wrestling for you? And what would you tell somebody trying to decide whether or not they want to wrestle besides just the (laughs) old literal follow your dreams if that's what you want? Okay. Um, For me, (laughs) so uh, for me, honestly, the best thing about uh about professional wrestling as a whole is for me is interacting with interacting with the other wrestlers, the other officials, the fans and whatnot. I have a really good time. Actually don't like don't get me wrong, it's cool going out entertaining the fans. That's really, really cool. But being able to uh having that opportunity to connect with everyone, connect with everyone, and, you know, know, tell stories, share stories, joke around, talk about basketball, stand-up comedy, you know, uh, you know, hey, uh, whoever's picking me up at the airport, you know, just being able to talk and connect with whoever's getting me from the airport, you know, going to get food after the show, you know, just going to get a good meal and just chatting it up, you know, laughing, joking. I think that's the best part about professional wrestling. I think, you know, it's, it's more than just the wrestling aspect itself. It's a matter of being able to, yeah, just connect and share and, and be vulnerable, man. Like, that's what it's really about. That's that, that's what it's really – that's what really matters the most for me. Um, as far as any advice I would give to anyone getting into the business, Come in with a, you know, come in with a positive mindset. Know what you want, you know, know what you want to do, and you just go after it. Have a good attitude, you know, be be open minded. Be ready to learn. Keep your mouth shut. Learn, um, you know, but stand for what you believe in. Wow, absolutely incredible advice. Guys, if there's a reason you got in the pro wrestling business, it doesn't matter if you're a brand new trainee or you've been doing it you know, for, you know, 18 months, 
listen to this advice, follow your passion, what was the reason that you got started, and I think that can fool you to the level uh, that we see Fred Yehar uh, reach. Uh, Fred, before we close out tonight's interview segment, I, I have to obviously ask you this question because I'm just a big fucking mark. Uh, <laughs> um, so you've had the opportunity to wrestle some badass dudes, bro. Do you have a memory of having the opportunity to face with someone uh, or one of those, you know, car rides from the airport to the show? Is there anything that's happened to you where you've been like, yo, I'm actually doing this shit? You know, like Jay-Z sitting in a, in a, uh, in a boardroom with Roger Goodell in the NFL, one of those moments like, yo, like, I'm really doing this right now. Have you had that moment yet in your career, Fred? Oh uh, yes, actually, I, I actually I did. This is a, this is quite a funny story. Uh, I got lost in Germany. So uh, while I was in Germany, I just <laughs> left the. Uh, we had the, we had the big. I think it was the World Tag League tournament deal, and uh, so my match is already over. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm gonna catch the. Uh, I'm gonna try to catch the plane back to the dojo. So uh, Tim Thatcher, Tim Thatcher, you know, I think he. I, I, I mistakenly believe that he told me to catch uh, train number one for it was some some it was train one for like Nortman or something like that. Well, I, I called train number two, thinking he said train number two. So mind you, I left this show around 4 p.m. I didn't make it back to the dojo until 5 a.m. Uh, in the morning. So <laughs> I remember, yes, yes, yes. So this is this is this is. This is a legendary story within WHW. It's a pretty legendary story. Right. So, like, I remember, I remember being so frustrated because, you know, of course, I don't, I don't speak German. I don't understand the language. I can't read German. All I had was a sheet of paper. So it's like I had no phone service. I could not call anyone. So, literally, like, I'm going all around. Like, I'm just, I, I remember getting on a train, and, uh, you know, I was just, I rode like an hour away from the dojo. And I was just lost, and I was asking for directions, and you know, I was. They were telling me platform seven. I'm like, okay, well, what is platform? Where is platform seven? Well, what they, well, I, I continue, I, I continue to go to gate seven, not knowing there was a difference between platform seven and gate seven. But uh, I got really, really, really frustrated. But then, you know, I had to like bring myself to a peaceful space, and I was like, you know what? Yes, I'm lost right now. I'm frustrated, but but geez, man, like you know, they cover my flight and they're covering my stay, and I'm getting paid to wrestle in Germany. So I'm really, really, I've really taken a really, really big step. So that was like my moment. That was my moment, you know, where I realized that that hey, you know, you're really making some serious progress, and you're, and you're having a a great experience. And here I am now. I can talk about this story and laugh about it. You know, but I didn't make it back to the dojo until five in the morning. They thought I was dead. They they thought I got kidnapped and someone stole my organs. Like it's crazy. Like it's crazy. Like but yeah, I made it back in one piece. Dude, it was crazy. Like uh, on one of the trips, uh, on one of I, I can't tell you how many times I rode up and down that dog on railway. Like it was crazy. Uh, so there was like a group of Haitian guys. Right. Here's this one story from that. There was a group of Haitian guys that jumped on this other guy on one of the trains, beat him to a pulp. And what was interesting to me was, you know, here in the U.S., we see something like that. You know, we in general, we see something like that. You know, everyone's exciting, exciting and egging it on. Everyone's taking out their cell phones. They want to record it. Well, I watched this guy get jumped, 
in complete silence. No one said anything. He's just getting beat up. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, geez, what you know, what's going on? And there were women on the train who saw who were just kind of crying. But as soon as it was over, like they all rushed over to, uh, you know, you know, help the guy and clean the blood up. So I thought that was really, really interesting. You know, um, yeah. So <laughs> that, that was my little story from that. But nonetheless, I realized that I was making some serious progress with that whole experience, and I made it back in one piece with all my organs intact. So I was good. <laughs> well, you know what? That was a hell of a roller coaster ride. And when you said, and guess what? I made it back. This is how the whole Wrestle Talk family felt right here.
If I would ask you a question, this wrestler debuted in professional wrestling in 2002. During his career, he has had championships in the A. No. In the AAW. No. In the AAW, NWA, and very recently, this. Who? Who you said? Silas Young. Silas. Silas Young, yes. See, you would have gotten. Let's come do whatever the hell you want. Let's get it on. You would have gotten a point. So, are you gentlemen ready? Fred, are you ready? I'm ready. Renee, night out. Are you ready? All right. Let's come do whatever the hell you want. Let's get it on. Oh, man. Question number one. Timmy, this stop that drop. Let's go, baby. Stop messing around this with the audio. Let's go. Wrestled, this wrestler has wrestled for such promotions as East Coast Wrestling Association, Chaotic Wrestling, the New York Wrestling Connection, and the NWA. In 2010, he debuted in the WWE as part of the Nexus. In 2015, he was part of one half of the tag team. Darren Young is correct. The Night Owl has gotten one point. All right, Woo! question number two. You're still in the Hey, this ain't fair. Hey, this ain't fair. Hey, hey, this ain't even fair. Because y'all on the same end, and Night Owl has all the answers in front of him. No, and y'all no, no, talk no, about this. So he knows, he knows Fred, Darren Fred, Young, Fred. you know, y'all not going to treat me like an Atlanta Falcon. No, I'm no, not no, a Falcon. No. Listen. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, I'm not a Falcon. No, 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 no. This is not a rib. This is not a rib, okay? And, and Joe, can tell you, Fred, we got 264 episodes under our belt. We had Tom uh, Pritchard, uh, Eddie Biasi, Savio uh, Vega, Tully uh, Blanchard, uh, Paul Orndorff, uh, all about uh, Listen, bro. Uh, listen, uh, I'll take my L. You, I'll take my L. You, uh, I swear. You all done got me on. Uh, Oh, let's get Fred on here. He's in Falcons territory. We we could we could pull a quick one on him. Oh, no. Y'all got all the all these yeah, answers. Oh yeah. <laughs> now he's talking about oh he's two hundred and sixty four episodes. He's yeah. never gotten that so wrong. This no, is this is great. Bro, <laughs> I got I got swept. Listen, I got swept by Tracy Smothers. Tracy Smothers is 
Global Television's King of the Mountain, the Women's Knockout Tag Team and World Heavyweight Championship, and the NXT Tag Team Championship, and was the leader of the WWE faction, Sanity. Eric Young. Eric Young is correct. Damn, I should have known that one, bro. That, yeah, yo, they buried my man when he said that. Man, I should have known that one. The, the, Damn, the right. night I, I got one. Young. Young. It's all. I'm glad I, I was about to yeah. say Sue Young. I, I was. I, I'm glad I didn't say because I would have been embarrassed. Go ahead. All right, one, 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 one. Let's he go. Let's go. He didn't say anything. He knew I was going to the whole ribs. That's why he didn't say anything. So yeah, y'all got to cover it up now. Y'all, I know I'm up to the ribs. So he said, let me go ahead. Fred, dude, 
Becky Lynch should be on this list. She's bigger than Walter. She's bigger than Johnny Gargano. She's bigger than Braun Strowman. And she could quite possibly be bigger than Roman Reigns. And the fact that they separate these lists out is bullshit. She should be on this list. This girl has been whooping ass in pro wrestling harder than pretty much anybody else in the business. And the fact that she's not on this list, the list, the only list anyone really cares about, which is the guys list, she should be on this list. And the fact that none of you guys recognize that, it just kind of makes me a little upset because you know what? When you perform in this business, it doesn't matter where you come from, what you believe, what your sexual orientation is, you should be recognized for your ability and your talent and should not be separated by two effing lists. That's the bottom line, Josie. Freddie AI is mad at me. It's all good. I don't really care. All I'm telling you is that's how we do here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast with Joan Renee. WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Why don't you go ahead and close us out, hit the music, and so we can start getting ready for next week, baby. Let's do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Until next week, this has been the Wrestle Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee. And oh my goodness, it has been such a great, great, great show. Until next week, peace.